This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 204. So, as usual for this episode, being it is Sunday, November 21st, 2021, I'm covering the latest news and rumors weekly roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So, let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. And now, on with the show. All right. Vehicle AF and more coming to the Canon EOS R5 and R6 in December firmware update. I reported a couple of weeks ago that we'd be getting new firmware for the Canon EOS R5 sometime around the R3 ship date of November 26, 2021. This release has now been confirmed along with new firmware for both the R6 and the EOS 1DX Mark III. One of the new features for the Canon R5 and R6 is Vehicle AF Mode. The EOS 1DX Mark III will not get this feature. The Canon EOS R5 and R6 will also receive updates to eye and face detection AF. The Canon EOS 1DX Mark III will receive an update to head detection AF. Another worthwhile new feature for the R5 and R6 is smooth EVF when shooting in dark situations, and the frame rate of the EVF isn't ideal. The firmware updates will be available sometime in, uh, around December 2nd of 2021. From the official press release, London, United Kingdom, 16th November 2021, Canon Europe today announces firmware updates for the R5 and R6 firmware version 1.50, and the EOS 1DX Mark III firmware 1.60. Following the recent launch of the EOS R3, a powerhouse for sport and reportage photography, Canon bolsters its professional range of cameras with enhanced detection, seamless file transfer, and optimized support for lenses. Unrivaled detection for subject tracking, Across both the EOS R5 and the R6, this update delivers enhanced recognition of subjects, Users of these cameras are now able to select vehicle as the main subject. Inheriting this ability from the R3, the cameras can track race cars and motorcycles. The update also enhances the overall AF tracking of people with improved eye and face detection, even when the subject is wearing a mask, as well as adding body detection. Strengthening detection within the EOS 1DX Mark III for winter sports, the firmware provides improved head detection for subjects wearing goggles and helmets. Simplified operation for streamlined workflows. For professional photographers, their camera needs to operate as an extension of them, with seamless and intuitive functionality to help them capture the shot. This upgrade gives the R5 and R6 owners the ability to set a custom white balance in live view, streamlining manual white balance control. Across all models, the firmware ensures the photographers aren't able to mistakenly transfer files by pressing the multi-controller when transfer with set is set for FTP transfer. 
Previously, the EOS 1DX Mark III employed separate buttons for voice memo and image rating, but with newly added settings, users can use one, bu one button to do both functions simultaneously. Enhanced support for lenses. As the RF lens range continues to grow, photographers are able to unlock new possibilities with their cameras. Thanks to this latest update, the EOS R5 is now compatible with Canon's EOS VR system and the RF 5.2mm f2.8 dual fisheye lens, enabling content creators to easily capture immersive footage for virtual reality. The update also offers full-time manual support for the RF 70-200 F4L ISUSM, even if AF is selected. The EOS R5, R6, and 1DX Mark III firmware updates will be available to download from December 2nd, 2021 from local online support centers. Updates that are coming in these new firmwares. Number one, change the setting for simultaneous recording and current drive during remote operation will be available in the R5, the R6, and the 1DX Mark III. Two, disable the multi-controller for FTP transfer. That will be added to all cameras. Three, change the default from active to passive with the FTP server passive mode setting will be available on all three models. Four, enhance recognition of subjects, including vehicle and body detection, only for the R5 and the R6. Improved face eye detection with masks, uh, only for the R5 and R6. Six, added white capture mode in live view, manual white balance, only for the R5 and R6. Added EVF smooth to suppress lower frame rates in low light, only for the R5 and R6. Full-time manual focus support for the RF 70-200 F4L IS USM, only for the 5 and 6. Nine, RF 5.2mm F2.8L dual fisheye lens support only for the R5. 10. Added settings to enable image rating and voice memo to be set at the same time only in the 1DX Mark III. 11. Change the default power saving settings for FTP transfers from use to not use only in the 1DX Mark III. And 12. Enhanced head detection for winter sports athletes wearing goggles. Also, only are going to be available in the 1DX Mark III. So, definitely some interesting news with these new firmware updates that are coming out. I'm definitely excited. I have the R6, as you probably already know, and I do love to shoot NASCAR as well as GT racing and superbike racing from time to time. So, it'll be great to have that new AF mode in my existing R6 camera. So that is a fantastic update and something that I think is going to make a lot of Canon shooters really excited. Now, believe it or not, that's the only news story I have from Canon Rumors for this week. So now we'll head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. First up, Nikon Black Friday 2021 deals. November deals save up to $300 on select Nikkor Z lenses. Several other Nikon products will get new or additional discounts next week, probably next weekend, which would be this weekend. The Nikon Z5, the Nikkor Z 40mm F2, the Nikkor 500mm F5.6 EPF EDVR, the Nikkor 200-500 F5.6 ED, e, uh, e EDVR, and the Nikon FTZ adapter. I believe these will be the final Nikon Black Friday deals for 2021. If something else does get added at the last moment, I'll make another blog post. 
The current Nikon lens-only rebates are still ongoing at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H Photo. For the Nikkor Z 50mm f1.8 $100 instant rebate at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H, the Nikkor Z 50mm f2.8 $50 instant rebate at the same three retailers, the Nikkor Z 85 $1.8 $100 at the same three retailers, the Nikkor Z 35mm $1.8 $150, the Nikkor Z 24 $1.8 $100 instant rebate, the Nikkor Z 20mm f1.4, $100 instant rebate. The Nikkor Z 14-30 f4, $200 instant rebate. The Nikkor Z 24-70 f2.8, $300 instant rebate. The Nikkor Z 14-24 f2.8, $200 instant rebate. The Nikkor Z 70-200 f2.8, $200 instant rebate. And that is at all three retailers, Adorama, Amazon, and B&H. In a separate article, there are a total of six DSLR F-mount lenses that also have discounts. And those six are the Nikkor 35mm F1.8 DX $20 instant rebate. The Nikkor 35mm F1.8 $50 instant rebate. The Nikkor 85 $1.8 $50 instant rebate. The Nikkor 24mm F1.8 $70 instant rebate. The Nikkor 28mm f1.4, $200 instant rebate. And the Nikkor 105 f1.4, $200 instant rebate. Now, again, that's all at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H. Now, Nikon instant savings in Europe, Germany at Calumet, and Photo Earnhardt in the UK at Wex Photo. And that is it for that story. So we'll move on to the next one and see what else we have from Nikon rumors. Next up, the Nikon Nikkor ZMC 105mm f2.8 VRS lens in stock for the first time in the U.S. Uh, Adorama update status changed from in stock to low stock. Amazon update sold out. So I guess it didn't last long. Previous coverage of the 105mm macro Z lens can be found here in the accompanying article in the show notes. Here are some sample photos by Darius Briz. And there are some beautiful images that he captured with that lens. It does look like it's a fantastic lens. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Nikon Z shooters that are going to want to pick that bad boy up if they can get lucky enough to find it. Next up, Nikon Z9 expected to start shipping on December 15th. The Nikkor Z9 camera should start shipping on December 15th, according to the just updated product listings at Adorama and B&H. Pre-order now. Manufacturer will start shipping this item on 12-15-2021. Orders will be filled on a first-come, first-served basis. We do not charge your card until we actually ship the item to you. Nikon Z9 is expected to be out of stock for a long time, and that's not surprising with the current uh, raw material shortages that we've been experiencing all over the world. It's making it rough for every manufacturer. Next up, even more Nikon Z9 additional coverage. Adorama Trade, trade in your used Nikon camera and upgrade to the new Nikon Z9. Adorama will meet and beat offers from other retailers, get the highest value paid for your used gear. And you can go directly to Adorama's site to get a quote on that to trade in your older Nikon gear towards a Z9. And there are photos of the Nikon Z9 and the Z100-400mm and there's an interview with developers 
um, which has been translated. You can find that in the link in the or in this article in the show notes and check it out for yourself. There are also some additional videos from the official Nikon YouTube channel, as well as a couple of other channels that are included in this story. So you can check all of that out for yourself. Next up, Nikon releases the Nikkor Z 28mm f2.8 mirrorless lens. The Nikon Nikkor Z 28 f2 mirrorless lens is now officially released. The development announcement of this lens happened back in June. The, quote, special edition of this lens already exists, still out of stock at Adorama and B&H. Here are the primary features of the new Z lens. The smallest and lightest Nikkor Z prime lens to date with a length of approximately 1.7 inches or 43 millimeters and a weight of approximately 5.46 ounces or 155 grams. The fast 2.8 maximum aperture allows for a shallow depth of field with pleasing bokeh as well as exceptional low light capability, even during handheld shooting. When mounted on a DX format camera such as the Nikon ZFC or Z50, the focal length becomes a natural 42mm equivalent to 35mm format. A minimum focus distance of approximately 0.63 feet or 0.19 meters allow users to get close to their subject for dynamic photography. Adoption of a multi-focusing system realizes natural rendering across entire shooting range as well as fast and accurate AF control while maintaining a smaller body size. Designed with consideration of dust and drip resistance performance so that it can be taken anywhere with greater confidence. Functions such as aperture and exposure compensation can be assigned to the control ring. Developed with consideration for video recording with extremely quiet operation, effective focused breathing compensation, and stable exposure, the lens differs cosmetically from the previously announced Nikkor Z28 f2.8 SE lens by featuring a modern black finish. This lens can be pre-ordered at Adorama, B&H Photo, Amazon, Calumet in Denmark, Photo Earnhardt in Denmark, Wex Photo in the UK, and Camera Canada in Canada. Now, additional information, the U.S. price is $299.95, Japan price is 35,530 yen, or 32,300 yen, excluding tax. Shipping will start on December 10th. Sample images from the new lines can be found at the accompanying link in this article in the show notes. Next up, the new Nikon Nikkor Z28mm f2.8 lens is now available for pre-order. Here are the pre-order links for this new lens at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, Calumet DE, Photo Earnhardt DA, Wex Photo UK, and Camera Canada. Shipping will start December 10th, as the previous article mentioned. Uh, the new lens can be found at the accompanying link. Next up, Nikon Black Friday 2021 deals are now live. This is as of November 19th, 2021. As previously reported, Nikon launched their 2021 Black Friday deals that will come on top of the already existing Nikon November rebates. The new offer includes discounts on the following Nikon cameras and lenses. Z-mount, the Nikon Z50, up to $400 off at Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. The Nikkor Z 40mm f2, $30 off at Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. And that's it for the Z-mount stuff. For F-mount, we have the Nikon D850, $300 off. The Nikkor 500mm F5.6, $300 off. The Nikkor 200-500 F5.6, $300 off. 
The Nikon 24-70 2.8e is $500 off. The Nikon 16-35mm f4 is $400 off. And the Nikon 18-300 f3.5-6.3 is $70 off. All of those are at Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. The current Nikon-only rebates are still ongoing at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H Photo. For the Nikkor Z, uh, wait, I read all these a little bit ago in the other article, so I'm not going to read them all again. I don't want to bore my listeners, so my apology for that slip-up. And last from Nikon rumors for this week, this is not the upcoming Nikkor Z85 f1.2 lens. A few weeks ago, I posted online a mock-up of the Nikkor Z85 1.2 that was sent in by a reader, and the internet did what the internet does best. The mock-up turned into a leak. There are a few websites and YouTube channels out there, and their sole purpose is to make up stories, steal material without any credit, or simply just publish clickbait titles. Please try to stay away and don't give any clicks to those con artists. Thank you very much. And that wraps up Nikon Rumors for this week and Canon Rumors. So we're going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back with you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what he has for us for this week. First up, TT Artisan 23mm f1.4 coming soon. Product and sample images are included in this article. The new TT Artisan 23mm f1.4 will be coming very soon. Down below, you can find some product images as well as sample shots. And it does look like this lens makes some really great images. So I would definitely head on over to the story and check it out for yourself, especially if you're a Fujifilm X shooter. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Next up, DxO Fujifilm X-Trans support tested, and it looks great. As we already reported here, DxO Photolab 5 now supports Fujifilm RAW files. Some FR readers already shared their enthusiastic feedback about it in the comments, a joy that seems to be shared by Reggie Balstross, who in his latest video checks the noise reduction performance of DxO for X-Trans files. He concludes, quote, After trying it out, I'm convinced it is the best RAW processor for demosaicing and noise reduction for Fujifilm RAW files. If you're tired of the wormy effect or poor sharpening algorithm of Lightroom, but don't like Capture One, the DxO Photolab 5 plugin for Lightroom is a great workaround with great results. And you can get DxO Photolab 5 at the accompanying link in this article in the show notes. So you can head on over there and check it out for yourself. Now, I'm going to have to share this information with my good friend Brett Bergram from the Latitude Photography Podcast. Because I know uh, about a year ago, he was looking to switch to a smaller, lighter, more compact system. He shoots Canon now like I do. But he was considering Fujifilm X-Trans. 
So he rented an X-T3 and took it out and did some shooting on the Oregon coast. And he got a lot of the wormy effect in his landscape photos and didn't like it. And he told me he couldn't get rid of it either in Lightroom or Capture One. So maybe I should recommend that he downloads DxO Photo Lab 5's trial and give that a try with his raw files from that camera and see if he gets better performance there. I'll have to share that with him. Next up, new Godox TTX, uh, TT685F2 for Fujifilm listed at B&H Photo. B&H Photo has now listed the new Godox TT685F Mark II flash on their website, so I guess it will be officially announced shortly. The price has not yet been shared, but let's hope it will be as affordable as its predecessor. There is a spec comparison between the first and the second generation and the, uh, at an accompanying article or link uh, in the show notes for this article. You can check out the full product description, the specs, and the product images at the B&H Photo page. Key features, built-in 2.4 gigahertz X-wireless radio system, compatible with Fujifilm TTL, guide number 197 feet at ISO 100, zoom range 20 to 200 millimeters, tilts from minus 7 to 120 degrees, rotates horizontally to 330 degrees, wireless master-slave TTL functionality, recycle time of 0.1 to 2.6 seconds, High-speed first curtain and second curtain sync runs on four AA batteries. Now, this is a definitely an exciting-sounding uh, flash unit from Godox, but I prefer their models that have the big, beefy, rechargeable lithium-ion batteries instead of running on AA's. I don't know why they went back to AA's with this Fujifilm uh, speed light, but it's kind of confusing, and I'm not a big fan of it. Next up, Fujifilm launches hybrid instant camera in Stax Mini Evo. Fujifilm has just announced the vintage-looking and operating Fujifilm Instax Mini Evo, which, unlike most other Instax cameras, comes also with an LCD screen. The Instax Mini Evo can be found at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The Instax Mini Stone Gray Film can be found at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. And there is an official Fujifilm, Fujifilm video on this new camera that you can check out for yourself. Next up, Fujifilm Instax Mini Evo coming for $199 to U.S. and Europe in February. Fujifilm just announced this new camera. Fuji said in their various press releases that the new Instax Mini Evo would come in February 2022 to the U.S. and Europe and in December in Asia. What they did not mention was the price, which we can now report will be $199. The Instax Mini Evo can be found at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama, and the Stone Gray Film at the same three retailers as reported in the previous story. Next up, Fujifilm Instax Mini Evo app released. It was 3 a.m. Italian time today when the Fujifilm announced the Instax Mini Evo, and of course, Fuji Rumors was ready to bring this news instantly to you. FR readers deserve to be the first to know. If you ask me, the Instax Mini Evo is Fuji's best Instax camera. Vintage look, some nice retro operating touches, for example, the pull the lever to print, and the comfort of a LCD screen to see and quickly edit what you're going to print. 
To know more, check out the videos and press release we have shared in this article. As for the price of the new Instax Mini Evo, check out this article, uh, other accompanying article. Well, along with the Instax Mini Evo, Fujifilm has also launched a dedicated app, which you can find at the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store at the accompanying links. I personally own the Instax Mini 70, but the Evo is going to replace it once it becomes available. Sadly, not very soon. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to wait, my friend. Next up, new Luminar Neo Black Friday deal launched. Skylum has launched its Black Friday offers. Here are the deals. Luminar Neo, one seed license for Neo is $59. Regular price is $79. That's in euros. Two seat license for Luminar Neo, $69. Regular price, $99 in euros. Luminar Neo plus Luminar AI, one seat license for both is $88. Euros, regular price, $158. And two seats for $108. Regular price, $198. You can find the deal at the accompanying page, bundle deals at another accompanying page. And that is definitely some exciting news. I'm looking forward to Luminar Neo coming out. I already placed my pre-order quite a while back. Um, I get a lot of that information on the inside because I've been a beta tester for them and I'm also a Luminar affiliate. Next up, save $200 on the Lawa 17mm F4 for GFX and more Black Friday deals uncorked. Stores have now unleashed their first Black Friday deals. Here are the dedicated deals pages. Also, some Lawa lenses for Fujifilm X and GFX are on sale right now, such as a $200 rebate on the Lawa 17mm F400D for Fujifilm GFX mount. In the U.S., Amazon U.S. Black Friday deal page, Amazon U.S. camera and photo deal page, B&H Photo Black Friday deal page, and Adorama Black Friday deal page. All of these links are in this article, which you can find in the show notes. In Europe, Amazon DE Black Friday page, UK Black Friday page, France uh, Black Friday page, Italian Black Friday page, and Spain Black Friday page. The Lawa X and GFX lenses, the Lawa 9mm f2.80D for Fujifilm X mount, save $50 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The 17mm F40D for Fujifilm GFX save $200 at the same three retailers. Luminar Neo deals save up to 60%. Uh, Godox and lighting deals, Godox Black Friday deals at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Pergear, and Luxly Cello lighting kits also have a Black Friday deal that's going on right now that you can check out for yourself. Next up, discontinued Fuji Color 124 exposures and Fuji Color Superior Premium 427 exposures. Fujifilm has now discontinued these two film stocks. They can be found at BH Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama for both of those. Both films will also be available in 36 exposures. So it's sad to see that Fujifilm is retiring more of their film stock, but it's understandable. I know there are still a lot of photographers that shoot film, but apparently not enough to make it cost-effective to keep them on the market. Next up, Fujinon G or XF 33mm F1.4 RLMWR in stock now, price $799. 
This lens is ready to ship at Amazon US and Adorama. It's probably just a matter of hours and it will be unavailable again for a few more weeks. I wonder if other companies also struggle as much to ship gear as Fujifilm does. The XF 33mm can be found at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. Next up, from Tamron, 18 to 300 millimeter, f35 to 6.3, to Voigtlander, Nocton, 35 millimeter, 1.2, and more third-party Fujifilm X-mount lenses roundup. Here's the third-party Fujifilm X-mount lens roundup that includes the following lenses: the Tokina ATX-M, 56 millimeter, f1.4, at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The Tamron 18 to 300, 35 to 63 at the same three retailers. The Viltrox 56 millimeter f1.4 AF at the same three retailers plus the Viltrox store. The Voigtlander Nocton 35 millimeter f1.2 X mount, B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The Seven Artisans 25 millimeter f095 at those same three retailers plus Amazon UK, Amazon DE, and Pergear. The TT Artisan 35mm f1.4 at Amazon US. The 7 Artisans 50mm f095 at Amazon US. And that is it for that article. And last but not least from Fuji Rumors for this week, the Fujifilm X-H2 coming in 2022 with huge computational photography boost. What could be a good topic to talk about this weekend? Let me think. What about the Fujifilm X-H2? Is that okay? And more precisely, could 2022 be the year that we that we'll see a huge computational photography boost in Fujifilm X series cameras, starting with the XH2? I think it could be, and here is why. Recently, I wrote an article called "Top Seven Critiques on Fujifilm that Are Absolutely Justified." In that article, I said that Fujifilm should hire the best firmware guy there is and develop tons of artificial intelligence features as this is one area where APS-C cameras can easily beat full-frame and medium-format cameras. As I also explained in my article, Seven Advantages of APS-C over Full-Frame. Quote, The smaller the sensor, the faster the processing, the less heat, the more the camera is free to make its computational photography magic. While writing that article, I remembered that back in 2019, top manager Toshia, uh, Toshia Ilda did announce a three-year computational photography plan and said in three years, AI or computational photography will become an important part of photography. AI will not manage or control, but help photographers to take better images in an easier way. And more recently here, Japanese Fujifilm managers said, if sensor and processor are very fast, that you can do lots of things with computational photography. Well, it looks like Fujifilm plans to give the X-Series a massive AI boost by 2022, according to their own three years AI roadmap set back in 2019. And guess which camera is set for a 2022 announcement? You got it, the Fujifilm X-H2. So in terms of new technology, the X-H2 will not only give us a new hardware platform, new sensor and processors, but if Fujifilm respects their own timeline, we might also see lots of computational magic being implemented in the X-H2. But to be clear, this is not a rumor. I have no idea what the X-H2 will bring in terms of AI features, but 
Fujifilm itself hinted that by 2022, something will happen in this department. So feel free to let us know which AI features you would like to get on the Fujifilm X-H2. Computational photography, good or bad? I know the computational photography topic is very divisive. Where is the fun in photography when you just press brainlessly a button like on a smartphone and let the camera take any decision and work out of its algorithmic magic? But here is the thing you should not miss what the Fujifilm manager said. AI will not manage or control, but will only help photographers take better images in an easier way. It is basically option added to our cameras. Nobody will force us to use it. Camera companies, Fujifilm included, do well to invest in computational photography. It's the way to save mid-range cameras from extinction. Give customers the simplicity of a smartphone with just far superior image quality, and suddenly a real camera with real shallow depth of field and creamy bokeh, crisp viewfinder, and big sensors becomes, again, more appealing to take family and vacation images, especially if these cameras are small and portable like an XE4. Others instead might appreciate the fact that the more the camera gets right out of the box, the less they have to work on later in post-processing. But what is your take on this? And You can feel free to comment in this article on FujiRumors.com. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this episode. First up, Amazon Europe launched the early Black Friday deals, including on Sony Gear. You can now get early Black Friday deals on those pages at Amazon DE, Amazon UK, Amazon FR, Amazon IT, Amazon ES, and Amazon NL. For those of you that don't know, that's Denmark, the UK, France, Italy, Spain, and the Netherlands. Next up, world first review for Zenitar 35mm F2 for the Sony E-mount. Sony Alpha Blog tested the new Zenitar 35mm F2 FE lens and concluded, quote, The Zenitar 33mm at 700 euros is a niche artistic lens. Its build quality is good, it is compact and small, but ergonomics are a little bit weird with no aperture ring, but more an aperture crown on the front of the lens. The image produce, images produced have a lot of field curvature, which means there they will only be one region in focus. In that zone, the sharpness will be good to very good wide open, which is rare for such an artistic lens. Contrast and colors are good, but the key signature of this lens is the bokeh balls at f2 that look like trioplan soap bubble bokeh. Together with some background blur that looks like a zoom effect, you only get that effect at f2. With light in the background and with your subject being between 50 centimeters and 100 centimeters. In those circumstances for portraits or flowers, it produces images with a unique signature that I found better than the trial plan 35 f2.8 by Mayer Optic Gorlitz. And that uh, that had bad sharpness and not very and not very little visible soap bubble of bokeh at 35 millimeter. This is definitely not a generalist 35 millimeter manual lens, but if you like special rendering of bokeh, background blur, this is definitely a lens to consider like the Helios 40-2 
and the Helios 44-4 or the Lomography Petzval 55mm f1.7 Mark II. If you look for an all-purpose 35mm generalist lens, I recommend for you the Kaipon Iberit 35mm f2.4 that gives very nice results for the small price of €350. Next up, Sony Electronics becomes camera provider for USA Today Network. Sony issued the following press release November 17, 2021, San Diego, California. Sony Electronics Inc., a, glo Inc., a global imaging leader, and Gannett Company, Inc., operator of USA Today Network, spanning more than 250 national and local media outlets, including USA Today, have today announced that Sony will become the imaging products provider for Gannett's photographers and video journalists. The award-winning news organization will provide its team access to a wide variety of Sony's imaging products highlighted by the Sony Alpha One and FX Cinema line cameras and G Master line of interchangeable lenses. The rollout of Sony imaging kits for Gannett will begin immediately in select markets. Gannett's Pulitzer Prize-winning Content touches the lives of more than 150 million people every day. Their photo and video journalism team features more than 500 professionals covering more than 10,000 events annually, producing nearly 2 million edited images and thousands of original videos each year. Quote, storytelling through images has been a large part of our organization throughout national and local coverage and through our sports content, said Bruce Odell, president of Image, Gannett's in-house photo agency, and Sports Image Wire Service. Quote, we are excited to bring Sony's innovative equipment to our journalists to allow them to capture the moments and emotions in new ways to complement the compelling stories of the USA Today network. In addition to product delivery, Sony will be supporting Gannett with extensive product service offerings while also providing direct on-site support for photo and video journalists at many key industry events. Quote, we are extremely pleased to be able to collaborate with Gannett, one of the world's largest news organizations with an unparalleled commitment to delivering multimedia news and creating digital content, said Yang Chen, Vice President of Imaging Products and Solution Americas at Sony Electronics. Gannett's USA Today Network is an innovative and venerable news brand preserving local journalism and reinventing national news. We are honored that they have chosen to equip their talented visual journalists with Sony imaging products and are confident it will allow them to capture, communicate, and share stories in a way they never have before. So that's another little feather in Sony's cap. Congratulations, Sony. Next up, DP Review TV tested the new Tamron 35-150 f2-2.8 FE lens, likely the best lens of the year. You can buy this lens, uh, well, you can pre-order it at, for $1,899. The Tamron 35-150 to f2.0-2.8 FE lens is available for pre-order B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Photo Koch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. And you can watch the official, uh, the official DP Review TV YouTube video on this lens at the link in this article in the show notes. Next up, new Luminar Neo Black Friday deal and super deals on the Zeiss Battis lens. Skylon launched the new Black Friday deal on the current Luminar and future Luminar Neo software here. 
Uh, Neo, as I mentioned before, one seed is $59 euro and euros uh, down from 79 and two seeds for 69 down from 99. And with uh, combined with Luminar AI, one seed is 88 euros down from 158 and two seats for 108 down from 198. You can see and test all the new features with them using the sliders on their special website. And at BH Photo, you can save $450 on the Zeiss Battis 25mm FE lens. So some exciting bit of news there for Sony shooters with that lens being on discount as well. Next up, unusual review of the Sony 300mm f2.8 G2 SSM with LAEA5 on the Sony A1. Sony Alpha Blog tested this lens on the Sony A1 and writes, quote, the Sony 300mm f2.8 G2 SSM A mount to $7,500 lens is a lens with an optical design of 2003 Minolta and it shows its age. Sharpness is just good at f2.8 on 42 to 50/61 MPix cameras. On the 24 MPix, it still delivers very good results at f2.8. Things get much better at f4 and f5.6, but you don't buy a $7,500 lens to use only at f4 to 5.6. On the A1 A7R4, it works perfectly with the LAEA5 adapter, although limited to 8 frames per second. The AF is very quick and efficient. However, the adapter does not allow AF in video but all other modes work in photography, tracking IAF, animal IAF. What is striking with this lens is the butter smooth background blur that I only find an equivalent in the Sony 400mm f2.8 GM OSS or the Sony 600mm f4 GM OSS. You get some excellent shots with a superb rendering with this kind of 300mm f2.8 lens. If Sony could release an E-mount newly designed 300mm f2.8 GM between 6,000 and 8,000 euros, it will be an ideal lens for sports action photography, but also for wildlife in low light, medium distance, for concerts, portraits from a distance. The LAEA5, by combining the motor you could find in the LAEA4 and an SSM compatibility of the LAEA4, offers a great and efficient way to still use with very decent performance, your A-mount lenses, preferably on the 24 MPix. If you don't own the Sony 300mm 2.8, I would not recommend to buy it new. But if you find it used for 2,000 euros max and are ready to use it at uh, 24 MPix max, go for it. Waiting for an E-mount GM version of this lens, lighter and capable to support 61 megapixels and 30 frames per second, you had a preview of what could be the rendering of such a lens. Next up, new DZO film CATA 35 to 80 millimeter F or T 2.9 E mount Sin Zoom lens announced. Pre orders for $3,099. You can pre order this lens at BH Photo. There are some hands on videos posted by BH Photo as well as. CVP on their official YouTube channel, so you can check those out for yourself. New super cool minimalist lens indicator packs have been released. Fieldmade announced these new minimalist lens indicator packs. They are showcasing only the focal length information for a clean and minimal look. Available in classic or 
classic or gold and silver foil special edition styles for Sony, Canon, Fujifilm, and Nikon lenses. These things are really cool. So basically what they are is sticker packs, and you could put them on the rear lens cap of your lenses so that when they're sitting front element down in your camera bag, it's easy to tell which lens is which by having the model or the, the focal length and aperture on these pre-printed labels. So that is pretty cool. I might have to see about picking up a set of those for myself because they would come in extremely, extremely handy. Next up, Tamron patented a new 90mm f2.8 macro FE lens. Tamron might be working on a more affordable alternative to the Sony 90mm macro lens. Here are the specs from their patent. Focal length 88.500, f-value 2.92, half-angle of view 13.3561, image height 21.633, overall length 91.192, and the back focus of 33.0167. All of those are in millimeters, of course. Next up, Sony, Sigma, Tamron, and Lawa Black Friday deals are now live. You can find all Black Friday deals on those special pages at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon. For Sony, you can find all the deals on these general pages at those retailers. A special mention goes to the A7R4, which got a $500 off and free tidbits at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon. For Tamron, save big on FE and E lenses at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon, up to $600 off. Uh, for Sigma, that is, uh, save big on FE and E lenses at the same three retailers. And for Lawa, save big on FE and E lenses at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon, up to $200 off. So quite a bit of discounts there coming up for the holidays. Now's the time to buy new lenses for that person in your life that's a shooter or to spoil yourself. <laughs> and last up from Sony Alpha Rumors, 24-hour deal for existing Luminar owners, 60% off the upcoming Luminar Neo using this code. Now this was from uh, Saturday, November 20th, so you do have time to get it as of the release of this episode on the 21st. The deal will end on the 21st, so grab it fast. Existing Luminar owners of previous versions, Luminar AI, Luminar 4, uh, Aurora HDR, etc., can grab a Luminar Neo license at a lower price, uh, $5 off using the coupon code NEO5OFF. The deal ends November 21st at 2400 Greenwich Mean Time. And you can get it at the accompanying Skylum link. And that wraps up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request 
request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that's going to wrap up episode 204 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts on Verbal, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. I want to thank all of my listeners. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free. If you share the show out and get one more subscriber, we would double our audience. Now, the audience has been growing, and I greatly appreciate that. Thank you to everybody that supports this show by listening every week. Uh, but we still don't have very many people in the Facebook group. Now, I know Facebook is becoming less and less popular with a lot of people, and I absolutely understand that. If you don't want to join the Facebook group, you're also welcome to hit me up on Twitter. Just use the hashtag Liam Photo Podcast, as was mentioned earlier, uh, so that I'll see your tweet. You could also DM me on Twitter or Instagram, either one, where you can find me at Liam Photo ATL. Same as on Facebook, but like I said, if you're shying away from Facebook, I totally understand. Now, remember, we have the Thanksgiving holiday coming up this Thursday. There will be a brand new episode on Thanksgiving Day. I pre-recorded my interview with Levi Sim. He was a fantastic guest, and I was so grateful to him for taking time out of his busy schedule to join me on the show. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we were able to work around it and get the show created, get the episode recorded, so that will release on time on Thanksgiving Day for all of my listeners. And he said, just like my previous guest, that he would be more than happy to come back on the show again in the future. He said he had a lot of fun, and I'm very grateful to him for his kindness and donating some of his time to the show. It was very fantastic of him. That's another great interview episode that you're absolutely not going to want to miss. Now, I am still hoping to get one more tag team episode out before the end of the year with Dave Kelly of Dave Kelly Artistics and Miss Ellie Cat. Hopefully that'll happen. Ellie's going to talk to uh, was going to talk to Dave this weekend. She was going to be in in his area doing some modeling workshops and photo shoots. So she was going to talk to him about it. Please remember to watch Ellie's new show, Frozen Gold, on the travel or on the Weather Channel. I'm sorry, Weather Channel. 8 p.m. on Sunday night. So later on tonight, episode two will release. I've greatly enjoyed the show with the premiere episode last week, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the show's content. I highly recommend that you check it out, support Ellie in the work that she's doing. She's a fantastic person, and she's been a wonderful guest on the show. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. I'm going to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving early. Please enjoy your time with family and friends. Try not to eat too much, but I know we all do that. And please drink responsibly. No drinking and driving. I don't want any of the members of my audience to get a DUI or get into an accident. That would not be fun. All right. I will see you all again on Turkey Day. 